everybody. Before we start the show today, I wanted to share something personal with you. Today's mini-sode is all about bucket lists. You know, living those dreams and values that are most important to us in big and small ways. We recorded this show at the end of last summer, and my guest, therapist and cognitive behavioral expert Grace Lynn, talks about how a bucket list doesn't have to be made up of only huge things, but can also be about how you want to live, even daily, like getting to know the people who touch your life in small ways. Well, the other day, our podcast editor sent me a final draft of this show to approve, and I listened to it for the first time since we recorded it months ago. At one point in the conversation, Grace suggests finding out the name of your barista, making that connection with someone you see daily or a few times a week on your way to work or school or on a break. In the studio, when Grace said that, I jumped in jokingly but proudly to give a shout-out to my two favorite baristas, Kate and Mark. In the moment when I said that, I did feel proud because for me, those little connections are what makes life wonderful. But the thing is, as I said, until a few days ago, I hadn't listened to this audio since we recorded last year. And, well, there's no other way to really say it. Something awful happened in between. Kate died. One October morning, like many others, my sister and I went into the Starbucks near the train station to get an iced latte and a drip coffee and sit down to schmooze at a corner table. We call it Coffee Talk, and it's where we laugh and cry and gossip and share our plans for the day. Now, we'd almost always see Mark and Kate there, and we'd have a laugh with them. Mark is basically the social mayor of the village, and Kate was a bubbly young woman who was always smiling and who knew my name before I knew hers, even though she wore a name tag. I once almost got us both in big trouble when I pointed out that I'd seen a cute guy flirting with her. Suddenly, an angry woman appeared next to me and shouted, That's my husband. Long story short, it was a case of mistaken identity. But that silly encounter became Kate's and my inside joke, and we laughed about it all the time. So that October morning, when my sister and I got in line, we were both confused because there was an 8x10 framed photo of Kate sitting up on the counter with some info written on it. Mark wasn't there that day, so I looked around, confused, and asked, What is happening? Did something happen to Kate? And my sister said, Oh, no, it can't be. She, she must have just moved. But then the young woman at the cash register, whose name I didn't know, looked at us very plainly and said, No. She died. Now, folks, I'm not a big crier, but my dear sister had to pull me out of that Starbucks because, frankly, I lost my shit. I couldn't even go back in there for a couple of weeks. When I finally did, I took a photo of the photo of Kate so I would have a way to remember her. Someone had written a date range on a piece of tape and put it on the photo. She'd been only 28 years old, and someone said it had been sudden. Something with her heart, which is unbelievable because her heart was so clearly full of joy and goodness and lightness and laughter. There was also an address for her family, and I promised myself I would write to them. But the thing is, I didn't write to them. I didn't know what to say, so I just waited. I didn't even talk to Mark about it. It was just too painful to bring up across the register while waiting for a grande flat white. And then weeks went by and months, 
And then I was standing in my kitchen with my headphones in, and I heard myself shouting her out last summer like, Hey, Kate! And the whole point of this mini-sode just hit me like a ton of bricks. People, live your bucket list now. Live it big and live it small. Fill that bucket up with moments. Notice the people who make your life better. That goes for family and friends, of course, but also for the people who help you weave together a beautiful daily experience. Someone who smiles at you on the train, a server in your local diner, the cashier at your supermarket, or a farmer who sells you tasty vegetables in the park on weekends, a yoga instructor at your gym, your kid's school bus driver, or your favorite barista. They may not fit the definition of friend. You may not know them in a way that can be easily defined. But if you think about it, they are there for you, helping you get closer to your goals, taking care of something or someone important to you, or just helping you to fully enjoy one sweet moment in your day. Dear Kate, rest in peace. Also, you and I both know that the man who flirted with you was much better looking than that mean lady's husband. Just saying. Okay, here's the show. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Farewelling, the podcast, a delightful place where we explore a happier ending to our human experience. I'm Karen Busson, and my guest today is my friend and farewelling friend too, Grace Lynn. She's a licensed mental health counselor, and she has a private practice that specializes in cognitive behavior therapy for kids and adults. Welcome, Grace, and thanks so much for being with us. Thanks so much for having me again. Grace, I'm so happy you're here to talk about this crucial topic as it relates to our mental health and our well-being, because if you ask me, there are not many things more important or more fulfilling than the thoughtful creation and the dedicated execution of a well-crafted bucket list, right? Absolutely. First off, since we're being basic, this is bucket list basics for busy people. Can we start by like defining like what is a bucket list? Is it just trips to Kyoto to see the cherry blossoms or kissing Benicio del Toro at the Chateau Marmont or like hiking? things you've done before, (laughs) is that? that No, it's bucket list. list. I mean, I do try to live my bucket list, but... That's on there, Benicio Del Toro, if you're out there listening to Farewelling the Podcast. Like, what is a bucket list? And like, while you're at it, Grace, why do we need one at all? Oh, big question. So what is a bucket list? I think traditionally it is a list of things (laughs) that we want to do, know are important for us to do, that we haven't done yet, mm-hmm. possibly for very legitimate and practical reasons, possibly because we just haven't prioritized them, right? Mm. But it's like a holding space for things that we kind of know we want to get done, in parentheses, before we die. Yeah. That's usually the context, right? Yeah. But not only these aspirational things that I haven't gotten to do, oh, by the way, also reminders of the way that I want to live 
on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So a bucket list doesn't necessarily have to be that future-oriented. It could be day-oriented, well, I, right? Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't want to tell people, like, it should be this or it should be that. But, like, the worst thing is if you have that bucket list and then you don't check stuff off. Sure. And so on the bucket list might be something like, hey, get the name of the barista that makes your coffee every morning. If you've just never done it, right? That yeah. can be something much more near term that wouldn't traditionally fall on the list, but I think it's definitely another way to think about it. Although shout out to Mark and Kate. I know your names already because that's just how I live. (laughs) And I think that's the other thing to consider is more than just the physical list, right? It's also just the process of considering what it is that we have done and we have prioritized and we have paid for and we have stayed for and what it is that we haven't. And are there things on that list or things that we just inherently know we really should be prioritizing that we haven't yet, you know? Yeah. So it's a thought process and then it's actual the physical manifestation of that. Okay. So then the part two is like, why do we need that? I think we need it because we often live as if we're going to live forever, as if we have forever, yeah. you know? And I think it's really important to appreciate the fact that for every thing that is on that list that we haven't done yet, it's not as if we've got an endless amount of time to get it done, right? So if anything, it's kind of a reminder that we don't have forever. If these things are really more than just sort of aspirational dreams, right? Like kissing Benicio del Toro, but actually things that are really (laughs) important. No problem. That we, you know, come to terms with that, accept that, and more importantly, do something about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, Everyone who knows me knows I talk about the fact that I got my French diploma because, you know, it was like one of those things where I studied French in high school, but then you get out of high school and you don't do anything with it. You have no one to talk to in French because I didn't really have any French friends. And then, you know, life goes by and you just mm-hmm. realize, wow, I, I, in my mind, I always had that goal. I, didn't, I wouldn't yes. say it was an official bucket list yes. when I was younger, but it was like I always wanted to speak another language. And I finally decided, you know what, I'm going to do this. And I spent like two years taking classes here and there. And I went for a a test that was really extra hard. And I went to France to do it because I was like, I want like to do this in Paris too. I want it to be a whole adventure. And I was terrified. And they told me like a lot of people, you know, don't pass it and stuff. And I did it. I did it. I did it. And I can't tell you, I had, that was the first time in a long time where I almost had like a Mm kid-like feeling of like joy and accomplishment. And it really feels like a something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's absolutely. And it also, I think bucket lists also shine a light on, well, what am I doing instead what am I doing with my time instead? What have I done in the last year that was so much more important than these things? Exactly. Right? And is there a trade-off that's really worth trading to consider? So, again, I think it's more of a thought exercise and what ends up on the list, yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's really helpful to revisit on and, a regular basis. Let's say you are in a couple, okay? Either you're married or you have, like, a long-term partner. Do you think you should also have, like, you sh- maybe you have a couple's bucket list, but mm-hmm. do you think you need to have your own, like, solo bucket list as well? I mean, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So important, right? Because you are two different people coming together. And unless you're somebody who I've never actually encountered before <laughs> and you overlap perfectly, you're going to have different things that are important to you. And to not honor them and to compromise them for the sake of you know, maximizing the amount of time and things you do together, I think would be a disservice. Yeah. How should we organize a bucket list that won't make us feel like we're failing because we always put it off? I think one way to look at it is possibly to categorize it in terms of 
easy, medium, hard, hmm. right? Things that you can feasibly do within the next week. Mm -hmm. Short term, doesn't require any savings, doesn't require any planning. It's just important for me or interesting to me yeah. or something I've always wanted to do, but it's just around the corner or down the block. Right. right? And it could be even just getting started on yeah. something that exactly. is on your bucket list. Exactly. Like and I think that idea of kind of a linear connection between the easy, medium, hard is a good one, too, because it might be that the longer term bucket item that's more a couple years out is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. But the medium term, medium easy one is hiking. Go to the, the gym once a well, week because you're a blob. No. Not you. <laughs> I'm talking about me. Depending on how hard that is for you, yes, that could actually be the hardest one of all. Yeah. But you know what I mean. It can right. be like a scaled exercise, both in terms of likelihood you're going to do it yeah. and logistically feasible. Right. So I think that's definitely one way to look at it. And the other thing to really consider when you're putting together a bucket list is exactly what you said before, which is the purpose is not to make you feel like a failure. The purpose is not yeah. to make you feel bad right. about what you're not doing, right? right? So I think having very accessible, highly likely things on your bucket list, depending on however you want to slice those categories, becomes really important. Yeah, like it's, if you have writing a novel right. on your bucket list, you could just leave that there or you could go to the store and buy a notebook and write the title of your, the you know, working title of your novel, yeah. like, or sit and stare at the page for an hour. Like, you could do something like that because that's part of living your bucket list, right? Yeah. But, like, you think you should write the bucket list down. I think it's important. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, writing things down. And I know that younger people these days, they like to really just keep things in their phone. That's mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. You can keep it in any way that you want. Yeah. Sometimes I put reminders for myself just in my calendar. Something will pop up and yes. it'll be like, Find out who Benicio Del Toro's agent is. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> That's four. Let's keep going. Let's see how many times we can get this in. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, no, I definitely think that externalizing it is very important. We really just, it's important to get things out of our head. And then the other thing that also becomes really important, I think, is, first of all, make sure that the things belong on your list. Make sure that they aren't somebody else's bucket list. Make sure oh. they're really yours, wow. not something that your parents really always wanted you to do or you yeah. think you're supposed to get to. However many followers is an important number of followers. I have no idea, right? Just make yeah. sure they're really important to you if nobody else was watching yeah. and nobody else cared. So that would be the first thing. And then the other thing I would say about bucket lists is if you're pretty sure that they're all things that you really want to do, but you're still not doing them, then that's worth considering too. Like why, right? Are you too anxious? Yeah. You know, do you not have like a good way of saving the money that you need to save in order to get these things done. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, see if you can recruit some help. You know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, get help, read books, figure out what's getting in your way because ultimately you've put it on your list because it's important. And if you're not doing it, let's try and figure out why. My bucket list, I want to go to South Africa. I'm an outdoors kind of guy. The opportunity to go outside and be surrounded by animals is just a goal of mine. I want to learn to play the guitar, Ooh. and I want six-pack abs. There we go. <laughs> Amen. There we go. <laughs> and I'm set after that. I don't need anything else. I've always wanted to learn the language. I've always wanted to learn Spanish. Okay. And, and I've learned a little bit here and there, but nothing too major, just enough to say hello. Mine's probably to run a 10K, but I like my food too much. <laughs> Let's assume that we've taken some time 
we sit down, we, we create our bucket list or we type it in our phone and we get something that's organized. But from the standpoint of like mental energy and our own well-being, once we have a list that feels like us, you know, how should we view it? When should we view it? Monthly, or quarterly, weekly? How can we, you know, prioritize it? Let's say we do get it down there, but then a month or two goes by and it's like, well, I just haven't had time. You know, things are going on. How can we keep it present in our lives without feeling guilty and not let it make us feel bad like about ourselves? How can we stick with it? Uh, it's an excellent question, and I actually think it's probably more of an iterative process of how does it feel when I look at my list? Yeah. You know, how many things am I actually getting done? Do I need to adjust it so that things are more accessible? You know, so that when I do look at it, I'm actually enthusiastic and excited about the things that I did and looking forward to being able yeah, to do the next thing. I'm sorry, right? but a bucket list is supposed to be good. It's supposed to make you feel like exactly. extreme excitement. Exactly. You know? And so it is a process because if you keep looking at it and you keep realizing you're not doing any of it, then it kind of needs to be tweaked. It's not so much the frequency that you're looking at it, but maybe what's on it yeah. is unattainable for yeah. whatever reason. But generally speaking, I think if you've got some very reasonable, easy, near-term things yeah. and then very reasonable, medium-term, medium-difficulty things, yeah. you know? Taking a look at your list once a month yeah. should be feasible, yeah. should be something that you feel encouraged to do, reconsider a couple things. and Yeah. I do remember having a feeling when I received my diploma, you know, in the mail, my French diploma. I was so proud at one moment, but I also felt a little sadness, like, that it was over. Mm -hmm. I was like, I need to put something else on my list. And so then I started working on my Spanish, you know? And I said, mm -hmm. oh, well, hey, I did one. Maybe I can do another one. And it's my goal now mm -hmm. to get that same exact yep. diploma in Spanish. Yeah. I don't want to stereotype it too much, but that is often a place where women find themselves, right? Which is not celebrating ourselves, not resting on the feel good of what we've accomplished, but expecting like, what's next, what's what next? haven't right. we done yet. Exactly. You know, and so I think that's a really important point, too. I know you... That look on your face. You do have a lot of skills and advice for us and all that stuff. I know you don't like it when I call you an expert, you know. But in addition to being someone who does have, you know, a lot of experience with these sort of things, you're also a human being. So in this lightning round, I'll ask you about something you may or may not want on your own personal bucket list. And all you have to do is say, no bucket way. No bucket way. Yeah, and that means like, no. Okay. Uh -uh. Yes. Not on <laughs> my it. bucket list. Okay, or abso bucket lootly. Okay, got it. So here goes. Oh, God. Why am I nervous? Swimming with sharks. No bucket way. Okay. No need. No need to get that close to a shark. Climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> See, this is why I was worried about this. <laughs> I think no bucket way also. Kissing Benicio Del Toro <laughs> at the Chateau Marmont. <laughs> You better say I'm no. I'm going to have to say no bucket way to <laughs> Thank that you. one out loud. What I say to myself inside is going to exactly. be a whole other answer. But He's mine. Fine. Okay. <laughs> a romantic, kid-free, six months with your husband somewhere amazing. Okay, absolutely. After they're in college. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Flying on a spaceship to Mars. You don't have to be piloting the spaceship. But would, would I you survive? For sure. Like, could I be guaranteed that I would not die mm, yeah, on okay. this trip? Yeah, why not? Okay, then yes, absolutely. I would do that. 
finally competing on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. I would love to do that. Amazing. I would love Me too. to do that. I guess I wouldn't put it only because I don't think that that's feasible, <laughs> but I would so do it if somebody wanted to call me, by the way. Okay. Interested. It's on there now. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe grayed out a little bit, but it's there. Gracelyn, thank you so much for sharing the what's and why's of bucket list basics for busy people and for giving us all these great tips on how to organize a bucket list that suits our style. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, that's our show for today, everyone. If you'd like to get started making your bucket list, visit us at myfarewelling.com. And if you're living your bucket list right now, hit us up on Instagram at MyFarewelling or use the hashtag LivingMyBucket and let us know what you've checked off your list, big, small, or in between. Because we might just repost it or we might even add it to our own list. See you next time. Okay, this has been an amazing experience. And before we sign off from our on the street adventure today, if I may, I'd like to add something to your bucket list, which is just to get out there and thank or appreciate or call out someone in your own daily life who makes life a little bit sweeter, who does something good for you, and who may not even know that you feel that appreciation for them. So get out there, call someone out, thank them for what they do, and notice those little moments in life because that's really what it's all about. I like to shout out Janet Donovan because she actually makes the office time the best time. We work in a stressful environment. It really is. And if she's not there, you can feel the void. I will give a shout out to Dave at my favorite coffee shop. He's always very friendly and he is a chef by night. Oh, wow. So he takes a lot of pride in making each person's cup of coffee. Well, today I'm going to send a shout out to my vet. Okay. My puppy Maxie's being spaded. Oh. My daughter was having a hard time. Yeah. She was concerned. So Westfield veterinarian on Morris Ave in Union, take care of my baby. My wife of 30 years, Nora, she volunteers her time for, you know, underserved girls and for pets. And I love her. What a nice gesture. <laughs> Isn't it?